is Village Vice. I'm Zach Blackerby. He is the Brad Law. And look, we talked a lot this offseason, really the past two offseasons, about a bunch of kind of different rivalries, right, with this whole conference realignment talk that's followed all of college football and college athletics over the last few years. There's been a lot of talk about who do you want to play every year? And a lot of these, like, okay, dang, we're going to have to lose Auburn Ole Miss every year. And I think Auburn Arkansas has turned into this interesting rivalry with the Gus Malzahn tie and – you know, Hugh Freeze, it seems like every coach that Auburn hires coached in the state of Arkansas because they coached for Arkansas State for one reason or another, which is very odd. But the Auburn-Arkansas rivalry is interesting to me because, Brad, tell me if you think I'm wrong on this, but it seems like Arkansas hates Auburn way more, <laughs> way more than Auburn hates Arkansas. 1,000%. Yeah. Um Arkansas is a very interesting program. Arkansas has money. And not just one or two. Like, there's a lot of big money in Arkansas. Um, geographically, they're sort of like they're not directly in the southeast. They're not Midwest. They're, they're kind of caught in between. But there's enough resources in Arkansas that they historically should be more elite. You could argue that they should be more elite because of the support and because of the resources and because there's nobody else that competes with Arkansas in the state. Yeah. And I just wonder if they look at Auburn and go, you know what? They're not the university of, regardless of what you hear on signing day or commitment dates from some of these high school seniors. Sure. Um, it's not the university of. There is another school they compete directly with at the same level, and yet Auburn has been historically far more objectively, far more successful. And... Yeah, they got Gus Malzahn, and Tommy Tuberville would just go duck hunt in Arkansas. He wouldn't be the head coach there. Um, I, I absolutely think that it's much more one, – it's one-sided. It's one-sided hatred. And every week, you know, I try to listen to as much content created by folks that cover and follow Auburn's opponent just to kind of get the full perspective of every matchup and bring – that to, you know, the, the different shows that I do, including this one. Yeah. And the way they talk about Auburn versus the way we talk about Arkansas are two totally, totally different things. And I think some of it has to do with the fact that I think this is a winnable game for them and this is a big deal for them. But on the other side of the coin, like Auburn's way more concerned about Alabama. Auburn's way more concerned about Georgia. Auburn's way more concerned about LSU and this year Ole Miss. Like, mm -hmm. Arkansas is pretty far down the list as far as what Auburn fans are focused on. But the interesting thing is, Brad, I tweeted about it earlier in the week. Arkansas folks would rather talk about the, the backwards spike by Bo Nix than mm -hmm. talk about their own football team. And that's their favorite thing to talk about, it seems like. And this week gives them the ability to do that. And just no matter what type of Arkansas podcast I'm listening to, that has come up in all but like literally all but one episode of Arkansas yeah. content that I've listened to this week. Well, the, the teams have met, I guess, 32 times. Auburn's won 19. So uh, they've, it's 19, 12, and one. So, right. Uh, they've they've had the firm upper hand in the series, and until last year's game, 
that you can put an asterisk. But let me tell you something, brother. If you're going to put an asterisk by the the uh, 2020 game, you better put one by 2022 as well. I mean, I think that's fair because you had a head coach that was on his way out and you had seismic shifts that were about to take place within the program and everybody knew it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but prior to last year, Auburn had won six straight in the series and some of those scores, Zach, think about some of those Gus Malzahn. I think the era that really did it was the Gus Malzahn era. Totally. It's it's not as juicy now. Like that flame is, has been, you know, uh, squelched a little bit, but... Think about some of these scores now, 56 to 3, 52 to 20, 34 to 3, 51 to 10. That was a four-game stretch under Gus where those games just weren't competitive. Even the closest of those four just flat out weren't competitive. So, um, however, I think Arkansas this year feels like this is a get a bull game. Yeah, it is. And so, and they won last week, so they feel like they're rejuvenated, and uh, and they're going to talk a little more because they feel like this is one they can get. This is one they can get. I, I don't sure. think there's any question about it. This is one that they can get. I don't think it's because they beat Florida last week. I just I, I don't think that train of logic really makes sense, and I don't think all the dots are fully connected. And that's the biggest narrative that we've heard on both sides of the aisle. Yeah. This week, I, I don't know if that's necessarily why. I think more of this is about Auburn. I think it's uh, is Auburn on the road going to look like Auburn has been on the road outside of Vanderbilt? And look, let's call it Vandy. I mean, that that felt like a home game, right? I, everybody that I've talked to that was there, it felt like a home game for Auburn. And so was Peyton Thorne and the offense's struggles because it was physically away from Jordan-Hare Stadium or was it because it was in front of a rowdy crowd? I don't know. Yeah. If it's the first one, if it's just like physically being outside of Jordan-Hare Stadium, okay, then great. That's awesome. He looked good in Nashville. Maybe he can carry that same energy to Fayetteville. But I think we all agree the energy in Fayetteville towards Auburn when they run on the field is going to be vastly different than the way it was in Nashville last week. It'll probably be the third most raucous crowd that they've faced. I mean, it'll be a, a more raucous environment than Berkeley. Sure. Not as heated as Baton Rouge or College Station. So. Agreed. Somewhere yeah. in the middle of, of what they they had in, in those other four road games. And uh what was interesting is the formula for the success early was on was the ground. It was mm-hmm. the running game. And the cliche cliches are cliches because they're true more often than not. And running game and defense travel. And I would expect to see Auburn do the same thing uh Saturday, and that is run behind Jarquez or or you know, go on Jarquez's shoulders and try to Try to establish the running game and make some big plays early there. That way, Peyton is a little more comfortable and he's using the run to set up the the pass. Yeah, and we didn't see Peyton use his legs a ton no. against Fandy. He uses legs to kind of keep the play alive or to, instead of getting sacked, that'd be a three-yard run. And over the course of the game, I think he ended with 40 yards rushing. It was somewhere in that ballpark if it wasn't dead on that. But I, I think we may see a little bit more of a, okay, Jarquez Hunter's on the field. You're going to focus on him. Maybe he pulls it a little more often because I, I don't really, I didn't really get the feel that they needed to. And you know why? Yeah. Why like offer your quarterback up um, to extra hits if that's the case? But I, I think Auburn's going to be able to run the ball, and we'll talk about this a little bit in the buy sell segment coming up. But over the course of the season, Arkansas has allowed 137 yards on the ground per game. Okay, which when you hear that, it's like, oh, that's that's pretty good. 
That's respectable. But when you look at what they've done in conference play, Brad, the six games that really, really matter, LSU, they allowed 189. Mississippi State, 120. That was that 7-3 game. Yeah. Bama, 177. A&M, 204. Ole Miss, 196. And then Florida in their win, 112. And you look at that, and it's like, okay, well, um, that's 163 yards per game. So 30 yeah. yards more, right? So, you know, that's that's pretty sizable. But when you look and you take the average yards per game that those six SEC teams have had all year, it's right on it. They're averaging as a whole 160.5 yards per rush so or per game. So when you look at it, they're allowing the average. Yeah. Auburn's averaging 190 on the ground a game. And if that stays true, Brad, if that mm -hmm. stays true, and Auburn rushes for 190, they win on Saturday. Am yeah, I, I think you're right. Yep, I think you're right. And what would that number be were it not for a couple of, of penalties that you hope they get cleaned up and you don't see that replicated in, in this game Saturday? It might be closer mm -hmm. to the, the 200 range. I, I, think it's a, I think it's a really good point to bring up because this is not September. This is November. You have a large enough sample size overall and in conference games. It tells me the defense isn't disrupting teams' identities. You're yeah. not forcing teams into doing something that they don't want to do, or right. else those numbers would be a little bit out of sync. So um, uh, that's a good thing for the Auburn offense. No, and you mentioned it's November, and you know what the best thing about November is? What's that? It's the best month to buy a house. Oh yeah, it's the best month to buy a house, and you need to check out our friend Ross Kilpatrick. and he will sell you a house or sell your house, serving the Auburn area. With locations in Auburn, Lake Martin, and Fort Walton Beach, Florida, from Auburn to Lake Martin to the Emerald Coast of Florida, contact Ross Kilpatrick with Exit Realty Anchor South for all of your real estate needs. Buy your significant other a house on the lake. Just do it. Merry Christmas. You know what I'm saying. Why buy a stocking stuffer when you can buy the house with yes. the chimney and the fireplace to put the stockings up on? Sorry for ending on a preposition, but whatever, you got the point. No, that's right. That's right. Ross Kilpatrick, give him a call, 334-402-0028. He brings us the buy-sell segment each and every week. Auburn rushes for their average of 190 yards per game. Are you buying or selling Bradlaw? I am buying it. I love a patient Woo! Jarquez Hunter. I um and I think that Arkansas likes to, to bring some exotic blitzes and you don't know where it's coming from or um, or down in distance. Don't see it like T-Will's doing a good job with pressures. But I think if Jarquez is patient the way he's been the last few weeks, you give your offensive line, your tight ends, an opportunity to pick up that pressure and you find yeah. a crease. And I just I think Jarquez is in the zone right now. So, yes, Auburn hits its average. Yeah, I, I think so. I think they do as well. I am curious to see what the share of touches are. Like, Damari Austin, he's got another week now. You got to yeah. think he's a little bit more up to speed. And then is Jeremiah Cobb eventually going to get more than one touch a week? Who knows? Who knows? His average is pretty good. I don't know if we want to mess that up, but right. maybe if we give him two touches, he'll score two touchdowns. No, that is the Yeah, that's the train of thought. If, if he's at 100% efficiency... <laughs> The last two weeks, maybe give him five touches and let's just build a 35 yeah. to nothing lead. Let's and, try it. Let's uh, try it. It's like uh it's like a somebody makes three uh three straight threes. It's like let him shoot the fourth one. I don't care if yeah. he's covered, just do it. Let's just see what happens. You right. want to try it? Let's just try it. You All know, right, let's the, the, the real quick the question about Damari. 
I love DeMar. I love deuces. All right. I'm on record going back to maybe our very first episode in August. I love Damari Austin. Sure. How much do you take it out of Jarquez's hands, though? If he's rolling now, if he's averaging six, seven, eight yards a carry, man, you can't split the ball. I, I just don't know how much you take it out of his hands. Yeah. And it's not like he's been overworked. This right. season. And, you know, last week we kind of had the debate. I said, you know, 15-ish, and you said closer to 20, and I'm like, eh, I don't know. And then he had 19, and that's not including a few touchdowns that were called back. Yeah. And it looked fine. It didn't feel like too much. It didn't look like too much because he hasn't been, like, overworked at all this season. Yeah. And this is the game you got to have. So I agree with that. And, I agree with that. And Auburn's not off next weekend but all due respect, they don't have right. a conference game. You're not going to need to run Jarquez 22 times against New Mexico State. So if you need him to have 20, 21, 22 carries yeah. to win on the road in this environment, then okay, you get him a little time off next week. I'm with you. I'm with you. Let's stay with Jarquez Hunter here. Jarquez Hunter has more yards from scrimmage than Arkansas running back, Rocket Sanders. Yes, I buy that as well. I buy that. I think, I think the I, I think Auburn's offensive line is better against the Arkansas D line than Arkansas's O line is against Auburn's D line. I think that matters. I think Auburn's D line wins the line of scrimmage, and uh, it might be close, maybe. But uh, I just think, yeah, I, I like Jarquez there. I buy it. Peyton Thorne, are you buying? Yes. Okay. Yes, I am. Because I, th I think it has more to do with the supporting cast. Like, I, I think if Arkansas is going to beat Auburn, it will be because of KJ, not because mm -hmm. of Rocket. However, Rocket Sanders has the best name in this matchup. If you can. All right. Um, Peyton Thorne scores multiple times on Saturday. Score, like, multiple. If he throws two touchdown passes, does that count? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'll buy that. Okay. I buy it. I'm going to go split 50-50. I think Auburn gets a couple of rushing scores, a couple of passing scores. He did it against Vandy. If Auburn scores four touchdowns, I, I have a hard time seeing them lose this game. I agree. We've just given away the drama for our final six-pack pick. I don't know. We book pretty hard on this show. So. <laughs> All right, buy or sell. Auburn extends their streak of games with a turnover to 19 straight games. Mm, that one's a little tougher because I think the ball is going to be in KJ's hands a lot, and I think uh, and Rocket protects the ball pretty well. I'll, I'll go. I will call for the upset, and the streak has to end at some point, and so I will sell, and I do not think Auburn gets a turn. Turnovers help you win on the road. They're big on the road. They're momentum Huge. killers. Um, but streaks got to end at some point. And so I'll, for the heck of it, say that it ends Saturday. I agree that it's got to end. I don't think it ends this weekend. I think KJ Jefferson, he's, th he's thrown eight interceptions. We he talked has. about this at stat time on stat time yesterday. Yeah. Five of those have come when he wasn't under pressure. I, I okay. think Auburn's defense is able to do enough to, to get something, to get See. something. That's so. you using reason and logic to back up your pick. Good for you. Which is weird because I'm an emotional wreck all the time. <laughs> so, our right, last one, buy or sell. Peyton Thorne plays every snap at quarterback for Auburn against Arkansas. Buy it. 
Yep, I buy it. No Jarquez um, direct snaps because that would count. Oh yeah, that's true. That would count. Yeah, still, I'm, I'm still going to buy it. I, I think they are all in right now on Peyton running the offense, and and they've shown that play with Jarquez a couple of times. I do think that there's a there is a desire to go back to it since it got called back last week. Um, but I think that may be a play you see again in the Iron Bowl, not the Arkansas game. So sell. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, gonna, buy Peyton. Yeah, about to say you just yeah. you just you just yeah. made an argument for it. Yeah, I'm buying that too. I'm buying that too. Uh, serving the Auburn area with locations in Auburn, Lake Martin, Fort Walton Beach. Check out our buddy, Ross Kilpatrick, Exit Realty Anchor South. Give him a call, 334-402-0028. All right, we move from one weekly segment of Buy, Sell to another with our weekly six-pack. Weekly six-pack, that's where we pick six games across the country, including Auburn's game, and uh, we're going to get about halfway through these. I just want to tease it right now. And then we're going to tell you about our friends at Manscaped. But we're going to get halfway through the six-pack first. By the way, if you're going to go to manscaped.com, and it's probably good to get about halfway through the six-pack before you do that. Okay, so Saturday, third-ranked Michigan is at number 10 Penn State. I spy a top-10 matchup in Happy Valley. Michigan, a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Who you like, Zach? Uh, I like what history says, and that is what happens when Penn State plays Ohio State or Michigan. So give me, uh, give me Michigan. All right, I like it too. I think that Michigan has embraced the role of the villain of late, and I think those kind of things galvanize teams. So whether you like them or you don't like them, yeah. learn to love them. I, I think they're going to win the game on the road, and that's not an easy place to win, as we all know. Right. All right, 18th-ranked Utah is at number five, Washington. Washington, a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. Can they keep the undefeated train rolling up there in Seattle? I think they can. I think they can. It's going to be uh, going to be a lot of points because that's what Washington does, but yeah. I'm not picking against um, Michael Penix right now. And, and you know what? Quietly, Kalen DeBoer is, DeBoer is doing a tremendous job he's doing as great. a Washington coach. Now, you know, he's he's married to Penix, so how does it change when he's not the quarterback there, or does it change? But yeah, he took that program from mediocre levels to now they're among the best in the country. No question. I like Washington there, too. Our okay. first SEC game, Tennessee is a two-point favorite in Columbia against Missouri. It's a top 15 game. Tennessee number 13, Missouri number 14, Tennessee a two-point favorite. What do you, what do you think? I kind of like the Tigers at home. I'm finally ready. And it's not because of how they performed against Georgia or any of that. But I think I'm maybe it's that I still have a little bit of of unbelief in Tennessee. Sure. So I, I like Missouri at home. Yeah, there's a lot of variables in this one. But I'm going to go with the team that I think is more talented, and that is the Tennessee Volunteers. I, we've seen this before, like historically. For a long time, it was Alabama. For a decade, it was after you lose to Alabama. Mm -hmm. You have a hard time rallying. I think that's Georgia now. Yeah. I think that's Georgia now. So uh, I'm going to go with the Tennessee Volunteers in this one. All right. So our, we differ on our first one. Finally. Uh, you know what we don't differ on, and that is uh, how great Manscaped is. Zach, it is the best in men's right. grooming. And if you're ready to spice up your Thanksgiving, we dive headfirst into those mountains of mashed potatoes and cranberry sauce. Let's talk about the unsung hero of holiday season, all right? And that's the Manscaped Lawnmower 5.0. 5.0. That's right. It's time to go cold turkey on your old razor. Take care of your own turkey leg with a Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra. Know what I'm saying? Visit mm -hmm. Manscaped. 
Vice.com. Use the promo code VICE, V-I-C-E. Get 20% off and free shipping and enjoy Thanksgiving in style with the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra. That's the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra. Gobble, gobble, boys. Manscaped.com. Promo code VICE for 20% off and free shipping. Continuing now, the Village Vice six-pack. You have so much fun doing those, and I love it. I do, and and you have a lot of fun listening to them, and so does our audience, so we're going to keep right. it up. That's right. All right, Oklahoma State is all the way up to number 15 after a win in Bedlam. They have maybe the most uh, underrated running back in the country, and they're in Orlando to take on the fighting Malzons. Right. And Oklahoma State is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. This game's got Gus Special written all over it, doesn't it? It does. It does. Gus is uh, good at this, you know, one or two game plans a year. And yeah. one was Arkansas consistently. And then the other was usually the Iron Bowl. Uh, I'm I'm going to pull the upset here. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go with Gus. Okay. Uh, yeah. Give me, give me the Knights. All right. You're going UCF. I'm actually not, even though I said it's got a Gus special written all over. Yeah. I, just, I think their running back, Ali, is really, really good. And UCF just hasn't been able to turn that corner this year. Right. First year, new league, step up in competition is tough. And I just think they're getting some harsh realities there. So I'll go Cowboys. How about a top 10 matchup over in Athens? Can you know Is, is Georgia going to do it again at home? They're a 10 and a half point favorite against number nine Ole Miss. Is this is this a breakthrough, a breakout for for Ole Miss? Can they can they get a signature win like this for Lane? I don't think so. They haven't done it yet, and I I have a hard time seeing them do it in Athens. I think they're going to be really aggressive. I think they're going to probably be in it maybe at halftime, but yeah. over the course of sixty minutes, just the force of Georgia, yeah, I think is going to wear them down. Georgia, when you have their full undivided attention. They whoop you, and Ole Miss isn't going to be a team that just sneaks in there. So yeah, give me, yeah. give me the Bulldogs, and I also think they cover. Yeah, I think so too. I don't think it's particularly close. That offense in the second half is trouble. I mean, that's it's maybe the best second half just I test uh, in the country. They wear you down, man. Yeah, that's that's what makes them so good. They're deeper than you. Yeah. It's like, uh, what was the line in Remember the Titans? Like Novocaine. Give it time. Works works every time. Nice. Auburn at Arkansas is our final game in the six. Have you seen Remember the Titans? Let's talk about Auburn, Arkansas, please. You haven't seen Remember the Titans. I didn't say that, but let's talk Auburn, Arkansas. Let's finish off the six-pack. Why don't we? Okay. Auburn <laughs> at Arkansas. Uh, Arkansas is two-and-a-half-point favorite. Let me stress that again. Arkansas is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. So, if I say Auburn isn't supposed to win this game, technically that's a true statement. Mm -hmm. What do you think is going to happen? I think Auburn wins. Yeah, I think Auburn wins. I, I really do. Um, there's a lot of matchups that go into a football game, and I like Auburn on most of them. I, I, I really do. And what Arkansas did against Florida, I don't think was anything – crazy i don't think it was anything crazier than what auburn did against mississippi state or vandy the past few weeks and for all the folks that are saying well auburn can do it against mississippi state and vandy they can't do it against the real team and it's like well mississippi state beat arkansas in fayetteville not that long ago and, and we're acting like that didn't happen um just because they fired their offensive coordinator doesn't change who they are fundamentally as a team so no. give me give me the auburn tigers i i think this is going to be a big one for hugh freeze 
I think it is too. I I don't think I, I think it's going to be a struggle. I think it's going to be another one score game, just like every game Arkansas has played in the last sure. two months. Um, I don't think Auburn's able to get out to a two touchdown lead and then keep them at bay the rest of the way. I think it's back and forth and mm-hmm. one of those dramatic games that we all need uh, Tums for when it's over because it's. I just I get a feeling it's going to be one of those. What Arkansas has done is they've they've done a little better, or they did, against Florida. Take that with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. They hid their deficiencies better by going faster and by using more of the RPO game. Does that sound familiar? Uh, and, and it makes them a, a more challenging team to prepare for defensively. But at the end of the day, I like Auburn's D-line better. I like the linebackers. But I like the defense as a whole better. And I like Auburn's running game better. And running game and defense, I think, make a difference in these games. So for that reason, I like Auburn close. Let's do it. Absolutely. I'm there with you. Uh, Brad, I think that about does it for for today's show. Yes, it does. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Remember, everyone has vices. Make sure Village Vice is one of yours. (laughs) 